Happy Monday. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am here with my dad, Jack, and we are ready to talk tech across multiple generations. How you doing today, Dad? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Even, even though I'm the elder generation. You're the elder generation, yeah. Well, it's like I'm not the younger generation either. So, <laughs> I'm younger generation than yours, but not uh, not the younger generation. We occasionally get a young. We got a real young generation in uh, um, a while back. We, we got my nephew, and he's uh, I think he was ten at the time. I think he's eleven now, right? Right. When when uh, yeah. Noah joined us, so uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, anyhow, once in a while we get somebody in there. And, and, yep. and to, to add some input about how they're using tech and what's going on in the tech world. Uh, so so um, lots of stuff going on. Today's the day that uh, we're supposed to get updates to our operating systems. We're supposed to get OS uh, Mac OS Monterey today, as well as upgrades to all of your iOS and iPad OS devices to add... Uh, some compatibility with features that are in Mac OS. So, um, but but on, but only if you made the cut, right? Well, and that's always the case when they when they drop a, an OS. Uh, you know, one of the first things a lot of people do is they go and check the list and say, "Is my is my older device still supported?" And uh, you know, they slowly, you know, usually for about seven years, they'll support your hardware with whatever the mainline operating system is. And at about seven years, they start to phase out the support for that hardware and then they go to a separate mode where then if you can't have the latest version of the operating system they're still sending you bug fixes and patches for another year or two uh, just to make sure that it's not uh, having any security issues but usually somewhere so, around year you know uh, nine or oh, ten they've said okay we're just not going to support that hardware anymore it's now been retired yeah you know and i think that's fair you know you can't expect them to keep uh you know Writing no, bug fixes and new, stuff in I perpetuity. I want a new computer every year for life without mm. spending money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to feed Ooh. the money machine, right? Ooh, that's good stuff. Uh, I just took a sip of my coffee, and I have coffee that's. Um, I buy it from a uh, a place in Kona, Hawaii, and uh, it's um, it's a hundred percent Kona coffee. And it is so good. It's in fact, it spoils me if I go somewhere else and get coffee. I can't just get a black coffee because it, it's so horrible that I can't choke it down. So I have to get a, a, a fancy coffee that's got stuff in it and sweeteners and st to to bury the horrible coffee because I'm so used to and, such really good coffee. Oh. Yeah, and, and and do they make a good powdered coffee? They don't do any powdered coffee, man. They roast their beans. They they pick and roast their beans right there on the site. I visited the site when I was in Hawaii last oh. uh, about three years ago, and yeah, so yeah. no in, no instant. This is this is real, honest to goodness coffee. They don't even sell like uh, K cups or anything like that. You can get whole beans or you can get ground, and that's your options. Uh, now they do well, have. K-cups are ground. That doesn't have anything to do with That ground. has to do with packaging. But I, what I'm saying is they don't do any fancy packaging either. Now, I have actually, you know, I know there's a lot of people, this will be, this will be, uh, um, you know, sacrilege for the, for the uh, coffeeistas out there. But uh, I, uh, I use it in a, K, in a Keurig. I pour the, the, my grounds into a little uh, reusable K-cup and then use my Keurig to brew my coffee. Uh, and uh, my Keurig has a button that allows you to say, uh, regular or 
um, strong brew, and the stronger brew just drips the water through a little bit slower, so it doesn't come out quite as fast, so it gets, you know, soaks up more of the flavor. So I do the strong brew, um, but uh, yeah, you know. Otherwise, you're not getting your money's worth. You can not, always then dilute it. Yeah, I'm not doing a French. <laughs> I'm not doing a French press. I'm not doing a pour over. I'm not doing any schmancy. You know, I it's like, it's it's the single cup variety of of your uh, Mr. Coffee basically is what it is. Um, but oh, it's good coffee. Good coffee. Uh, Thunder Mountain, by the way, is the name of the the uh, coffee place. Thunder Mountain Coffee. So anybody who wants some some really good Kona coffee, Thunder Mountain. Yeah. I will say it's not cheap, but since I basically have a cup a day, it you know it lasts me quite a while. I'll buy a pound of that; it'll last me a long time. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's not very techy, or I guess it's a different kind of tech, right? The the brew tech. Yeah, it's all it's all tech, right? Yeah, everything's tech today. Um, it starts, but yeah, starts starts with biotech, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My taste buds important if we want to have this podcast or any other podcast in the morning <laughs> that the coffee be done and done right um i saw, let's an, article, see. I saw an article last week that says it's healthy for you and a whole article talked about why it is uh healthy for you to have at least one cup of coffee a day yeah no there's there's some health benefits to the to uh water poured over roasted beans um yeah yeah you know, like chocolate, you know, if you have, but, but they're not saying eat a pound of, of Hershey's every week or, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, uh, a little bit of, uh, dark chocolate, uh, has a good thing. Right. I know you, you do that pretty regularly is have some yeah. dark chocolate. It, yeah. Well, we, we have had a chunk, uh, chunk of, uh, of a bar, you know, mm-hmm. they, they actually the squares. have break, break points. Yeah. A little square. Mm-hmm. I probably for the last 10 to 15 years, every morning, one every morning. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I've read, read things that says that's why I'm living so long. There you go. You know. There you go. So, so back to knows? the tech of uh, the uh, tech of the, t- the the day, which was the uh, release of uh, Monterey. So you have to have an earlier or an early 2015 or later MacBook Air, an early 2015 or later MacBook Pro, an early 2016 and later. And this is what bites you, MacBook. Those little tiny MacBooks that they had for a couple of years. I think they only made them three years. A late 2015 and later iMac. A late 2014 and later Mac Mini. That's the oldest one. But you think Mac Mini, 2014 was, was two generations ago. They, they put one out in 2018 yeah. and then 20, 2014. And, and then the M1, which was the, most new, the newest one, of course. A 2017 or later iMac Pro, which is pretty new, actually, so and then although I don't remember when they introduced the iMac Pro it might have been just introduced in 2017 and then the late 2013 and later Mac Mac Pro so um so by, the Mac it does way, support those trash can Mac Pros the little um the little uh you know paper towel box ones um yeah yeah, yeah and the, I'm pretty the, sure the 2017 pretty, is when the iMac the Pro the pretty came ones out. that were crappy design right the yeah, Johnny well, machines. yeah, it was the yeah, it was the last Johnny <laughs> Ive Mac Pro, right? It was, well, you know, it was. I think they they as much as admitted they made a bad guess. They yeah. they they had yeah. assumed that that you that people would be uh, wanting to go with multiple cards, multiple graphic cards in their system, and so it was designed around two graphic cards, and virtually all the software was taking advantage of a single card, and so they basically had a card sitting there doing nothing that you had to pay for, and you couldn't take out 
and you couldn't expand. Um, and I think they also just totally misjudged the, the the pro market, wanted something that they could expand. A lot of pros wanted something that, hey, I can stick it in a rack. Um, they just misjudged. That little trash can Mac Pro was just not what pros wanted. And, uh, yeah. and they fixed it. They fixed it. It took them, what, four or five years to do it, but they fixed it. Yeah. And so. Anyway, Todd, why don't you just skip on to the last thing that I sent you? Because that also covers the Mac Monterey features. Right, that, yeah. So you know. since we're talking, I was going to do that. Since we're talking about uh, Mac OS Monterey, which um, for me anyway, it's not available to download yet. Usually about 10 o'clock, uh, somewhere between 9 and 10 o'clock on uh, Pacific Coast is when it becomes available for download. Uh, it, you'll be able to get it. And so um, a lot of new stuff going on in Monterey. Um, and one of the first things people talk about is this universal control, which, I mean, it's it's a neat trick. I don't know how much I would want to use it. But it's the idea is if you have multiple devices, you can set them all up on your desktop and then basically treat them as a single desktop, even if one of them is not the same OS. So you can have an iPad, a laptop, and your desktop all setting together. And you can go across from one to the other using the same mouse and keyboard, grab something and drag it from one to the other. And it's really pretty cool. I just don't know that I would use it that much. I guess if I were trying to move stuff from, you know, from my iPad, say I had my iPad out in the field and I had downloaded photos and stuff on it, but that all syncs through iCloud. So by the time I got back to my office, it would already be synced up anyway. So I, I, I just, I don't well, see a, a real use case for me, but. Well, the, well, the first thing to say about it is that it's not in today's download. It's a it's a beta still. Yeah. That feature. Well, that doesn't mean so, it's not in there. They said they'll put it in there. They'll just say we're not. You know, we understand it's still kind of buggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Um, well, and that you know, but I mean, assuming that it's there and it works well, do you have a use case for that? I. I, I mean, some people do, I suppose, but. You know, we don't represent the the full breadth of people who use Apple devices, but yeah. Well, uh, I I think for a lot of people in in an office where you got your desktop and and your phone there and maybe an iPad, that that'd mm -hmm. be handy things to you know. It, well, it, very it, it could make your work a little easier. Everything I've said very noticeably doesn't mention the phone. It doesn't say yeah. it doesn't work on the phone, but it says it works. On you know you, a laptop, you know a, a Mac laptop and an iPad. Yeah. It doesn't say you could also set your phone and drag stuff back and forth between it. You know, and yeah, well, t technically the the phone doesn't really have high support with um, uh, keyboards, right? Keyboards and mice. It's not designed that way. Right. Like the, they've added that to the iPad, but they really haven't added that support to uh, a phone, which makes sense why they doesn't work because there's no cursor to move around with you know, to point and click with right. on, the phone, on the phone, at least to my knowledge. I don't know. I haven't tried it with a... So, I, it, mm. I, you know, what this really kind of amounts to is they they put a wireless connection via your uh, your uh, mm -hmm. Wi-Fi, uh, and I don't know enough about Wi-Fi to quite know how they've done that, but they've, they've connected yeah. your devices. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if they're they're in addition to the Wi-Fi that they're already connected to in in a given space. If they're doing like a point-to-point -point connection to the devices, 
uh, in order to get rid of latency. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, the interesting trick is, is that you literally can like take your mouse cursor and scroll it off the edge of one screen and onto the edge of the laptop sitting next to it. And then if you have an iPad sitting on the other side of that, you can scroll through that device into the next one. And that's what Craig Federighi actually uh, demoed uh, doing mm -hmm. this when they were talking about it. But it just, it's, um, I don't know, seems kind of weird. Um, I will say that the compatibility for this feature is not the same as the compatibility for Monterey. So there is a chance that you could be running Mac OS Monterey and not have compatibility with this feature. Because right. where they supported a 2015 and later MacBook Pro to get Monterey, you have to have a 2016 and later MacBook Pro in order for this to work. So like I have a 2015 MacBook Pro. I'll be able to put Monterey OS on it, but I won't be able to use it this way because it's, yeah. a, it's a year a year too old. And quite frankly, if you remember the, the Evolution O MacBooks and MacBook Pros, uh, 2016 is when they uh, went to USB-C and no ports, and they went to that really thin butterfly keyboard, which is what you have in your MacBook. Um, and, you know, I know you said you haven't had issues with it, or I don't know if you updated since then and said and and in you know if you have any new information but last time i talked to you you said you hadn't had any problems with it but never ha never have a lot of people had a lot of problems with that and they finally abandoned it yeah. completely um but you know as of 2016 i was telling people don't buy a macbook anymore because that keyboard was bad that there was no ports on it which was bad uh you know it was just it was they'd made some choices that i thought were pretty poor and it took them about three or four years to kind of work their way through that and get rid of the keyboard and go back to that. And then the new MacBooks that were introduced uh, last week finally brought ports back even. So, uh, you know, I can wholeheartedly say, well, honestly, when they came out with the M1 MacBook Air for $999, that's the best computer for most people and probably the fastest computer they've ever owned. Um, for most people, that's the right choice. But, uh, um, you know, if you really feel like you need to have ports on the side of your computer... Uh, the MacBook Pros now have that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, but yeah, there's fairly stringent stuff um, when it comes to the iPads. If you want to work with iPads, it has to be a fifth generation or later iPad Mini, a sixth generation or iPad regular iPad, a third generation or later iPad Air, or any of the iPad Pros. Yep, that's all yeah. I have. Is pros, yeah. So. Yeah, and it says all devices must be signed into iCloud with the same ID using two-factor authentication. For wireless connectivity, mm -hmm. all devices must have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and handoff turned on and be within 30 feet of each other. The iPad and Mac cannot be sharing a cellular and Internet connection, so you can't be using the, the uh, uh, you know, you can't be out in the field with your laptop and, and be sharing uh, your, your uh, cellular connection to get to the internet mm -hmm. to your Mac, uh, and for USB connections, you must trust your Mac on the iPad. So you have to tell, yes, I trust it. Okay, so you can do it physically with USB connections. That's interesting. So you can yep. wire it, and that that's probably the best way to use it if you're serious about this. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, um, you know, I think the idea is interesting. Um, so apparently, then also they've done some updates to shortcuts. Um, I know that, um, uh, well, and now they've got shortcuts on, on Mac OS Monterey and, you know, previously they had, Apple's had a complete scripting language on their operating system and they've had an app called automator that lets you go in and sort of, 
you know, you do something right. and it copies what you do and creates a script of that. And then you can go in and edit that script to say now just, you know, every time I want to run that script, it'll automatically do what I just did. Um, and shortcuts works a little differently. I, I suspect they maybe are going to try to unify that and eventually deprecate shortcuts completely and, and I mean, uh, automate or completely and say just use shortcuts. Yeah, because shortcuts, mm -hmm. it says, are available system-wide. So you can mm -hmm. run them just about anywhere. Yeah. Whereas the um, things, that, the scripting in the automator, it was uh, when you create an app on um, on the Mac system, certain things were exposed to scripting based on how you compiled it and what libraries you used. And so, um, mm -hmm. you know, there were certain functions that you could do within an app and others you couldn't. Safari is the same way. It's just sort of a different way of getting there, I think, really. Um, and I think, you know, I understand that they would want to be unified between their different operating systems in terms of how you do that kind of automation. It's funny, I don't think a lot of people use the automation. Most people just pick up their thing and they run their app, whatever it is that they want to do. But I have found yeah. that some of the automations I really like, and in fact that they, they call um, shortcuts Siri shortcuts, uh, is because it's tied into Siri. So that anything that you name, you can then ask Siri to do you know, directly. So like when I'm driving home or something, I can say, you know, yo, Shlomo, I'm headed home. And I don't want to do that because I've got devices sitting here, but it'll then automatically send a text to my wife. It'll look at my, it'll go onto maps and say, how long is it going to take me to get home and send her an ETA. So it'll just, you know, she'll yeah. get an email saying, you know, I'm on my way home. My estimated time of arrival is, you know, and it just gives her a heads up, especially if I'm coming home in the evening and she's, you know, working on dinner or something. Um, yeah. You know, although, you know, when I start coaching, that'll be the case more because I'm gone in the afternoons uh, or you know evenings. But uh, uh, right now I'm not coaching, so I'm the one fixing dinner. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I can see where, uh, well, I guess we haven't got to the airplay. I jumped ahead. Yeah. Well, let's go there. Uh, okay. And that, that one appealed to me a lot for anyone who has a desktop and an iMac. Uh, because you got that big screen there and you come in with your phone or your iPad and you'd say, Hey, let me put it on a screen that I can, you know, have a nice big picture on uh -huh. at least. Uh, I, I, now my substitute for that is I just airplay the thing to the TV, you know, cause that's, I'm in mm -hmm. the living room most of the time. Right. But if I were in my office that, you know, it'd be nice to put it on a big screen. Yeah. Yeah, if you're watching a video or something, that that makes sense. Uh, and I, you know, actually, that to me is one of those things that I'm almost surprised that they hadn't done a long time ago. Uh, you know, yeah. if I can if I can airplay something to my, you know, my television, why wouldn't I be able to airplay it to my my computer? But up till now, yeah. you couldn't. Or so you'll be able to do that with this. The now, only the one thing. The only thing that the only thing they left off of here is that apparently they don't want to ever allow you to put entertainment stuff on airplay in the car carplay they call it there i guess it's they just oh, think that's not yeah. airplay carplay is different than airplay and uh yeah you're not allowed to put a video of something on carplay um because uh safety there's yeah there's regulations about playing movies in fact all those cars that have um uh you know entertainment infotainment type systems um, if you have a screen that's in the back that shows to the back seat, they can have video, but the front seat, uh, you can't use that for watching a video while you're driving for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. you know, until we get that full, 
that true full self-driving, not the Tesla version, but the real thing, um, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that. So, and that makes sense. Yeah, the um, one of the things we we talked that they've also updated is is Safari, and they've actually backed off on that. They had done a fa- fairly major change to the design of Safari, and uh, and in fact, most recently had upgraded Safari on on the current version of the operating system to get rid of tabs instead they had little rectangles that floated above and a lot of people complained that they couldn't tell which tab was the active tab because tabs used to be you know you would visually see it attached to the front screen so it was physically attached now it's just a bunch of little floating blobs and it was hard to tell what was attached and what wasn't um yeah and in fact when they push this on us uh i'm using that version of safari right now because they haven't they're supposed to up, upgrade this or re refit this one to being similar to what it was before with real tabs again um but one of the things that they also did was the whole top of the header changed colors to whatever the predominant color was of the uh web page you were on and i hated right. that because everything because well then the shading of what was and wasn't active changed based on the colors and some colors were more contrasty than others and it was just terrible i turned that off almost immediately uh, and then I found it pretty much okay to work with. But uh, apparently they caught so much flack during the beta of uh, Monterey with these changes in Safari that not only did they change what we will, we will be released with uh, Monterey later today, but the version of Safari that is current, the most current version running on Big Sur, which is the current version of the operating system, will also be retrofitted to be look more like it did traditionally. Um, yeah, they just people complained loudly that this this was a one of those like why are you changing this? It seems to me like you're changing this because you want to change something as opposed to this makes sense for anybody, you know? Yeah. 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 And and they used to do that a lot during the later Johnny Ive years. It seemed like that was you know they were changing things for aesthetic reasons that had no you know no tie to usability or what users would like or you know, any particular function. It was just, we just decided this is what looks better right now. You know, it's a fashion thing. And I think, uh, right. you know, he, he became more fashion oriented during the end of his, his tenure in the way he looked at, at the design. And uh, the user base was rebelled against that loudly. I think, you know, a lot of people <laughs> are like, no, I don't want, I don't want my laptop to be a fashion thing. I want it to look nice. I want it to be well-built. But it's got to do the things that I, I want it to do because it's dang expensive, you know? If I'm paying functionality, premium, functionality always has to be number one. Yeah, you know, well, and if you're, if you're buying a Mac, you're paying a premium for it. So it better be All functional. Right. You know, I'm not paying a premium because I think it looks cutesy. You know, it's got to work. All right. You know, it's got to be solid and, and it's got to work better and it's got to, to have durability that lasts better. You know, I mean, we talk about the fact that their OSs support their hardware for about seven years with the most current version. You know, um, you know, that means that your laptop's got to last seven years. And quite frankly, most people that I know who have Macs, um, you know, they, they they keep them like that. I mean, they last a long time. You know, they're well built, um, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and, you know, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't some really well built uh, PCs out there as well, you know, um, but they cost just as much, 
You know, if you want to save some money and buy an inexpensive PC, then it's going to, you know, last like an inexpensive PC. It'll last you a few years, and then the hinges yep. start going wonky, and the connections start breaking, and the screen goes flaky. And, you know, it's that's because you bought a, a $300 device, and, and you're saying, see how much one, more wonderful it is than that $1,000 device. Well, you know, if you bought a $1,000 PC, it would last probably six, seven, eight years, too. Um, so, anyway enough barking about that uh yeah. let's see what else is up oh facetime and messages so um so some new a, f- a fair new a, f- a few new features here um one of the things that they talked about was share play but apparently that is not going to be released in this version of monterey this will be coming in a uh in a point update to it later on now share play i thought was kind of interesting because it allowed you to say um, remotely watch a movie with family. So you could start a movie and it would sync the movie, the streaming movie between the two sites and then have basically a FaceTime window up between so that while you're watching the movie, you can, you can talk about what you're watching, you know, just like if you were in the yeah. living, room, living room together. And in this work... An extended it, conference. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's the idea of being able to synchronize the, the movie with it, uh, you know, it, it, and, and you think it's kind of... You know, that sounds a little goofy, but in these days of, of COVID and, you know, and in my case, you know, my my children both live hundreds of miles away from me. Um, you know, it's kind of fun. We've done that. We've actually uh, without using SharePlay, we just started up a FaceTime thing and then one of us started the movie and then stopped it at a, a specific point, And then the other one said, OK, I'll, you know, we'll get there. And it, like we're say we stopped it at 15 seconds start into the movie. Then the other one would go, OK. Uh, 13, 14, 15, go, you know, and then we would hit go. And it was pretty closely synced, maybe not exactly, but close enough that that we could, uh, you know, both well, watch the movie together and have fun. Uh, I, I know it would be to Apple's chagrin, but one could call this the Zoom feature. Um, Yeah, yeah, because it's like sharing the video <laughs> off of Zoom, except that it's it syncs with, like, your Apple TV. So if you have an Apple TV... You can both be watching yeah. the video on the Apple TV and your FaceTime link on your on your iPad or your iPhone. And uh, and honestly, uh, uh, if you have one of the newer um, iPads that has the uh, uh, the ultra wide um, conferencing video so that, you know, if you kind of move around or shift in the room, it follows you. That makes, I think, even better. Yeah. Yeah. But but in fact, that capability first existed. That's how how Zoom was designed initially, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, uh, to tie video conferencing in with other features. Uh, yeah. and now, now FaceTime is finally getting some of those features. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, we, we say zoom, they're the ones who popularize it. They weren't even the first ones that did it. I mean, Cisco Webex has been doing that for a long time. It's just that they were designed and marketed to businesses. So you had to have a corporate account and, and, and it was, you know, had to have somebody set it up for you. It wasn't as easy to do. You know, yeah. So the feature yeah. isn't so, new. the The accessibility and the popularity is what we can credit Zoom for. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's the it's the pandemic go to, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the right place, at the right time for that set of features for that company. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, in the last version of iOS in iOS 15, when it came out, they had something called Focus, and now it's coming to Mac OS Monterey as well. Now, Focus is a way to set up what is and is not allowed to bother you. 
you can block notifications right. and 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 emails from popping up and things like that at different times and you can create different focuses so you can have one for work one for in the evening one for weekends you know so like on the weekend if you don't want work stuff to come through until monday morning so that you just are not bothered by it um you know yep. or conversely if you have a job where you need to be able to respond on weekends you can say absolutely you know cut in and give me notifications on the weekend um yeah it's it's notifier mm -hmm. filter yeah it's it's sort of like uh they already had a a um uh filter built in that you could use for um like downtime like in the evenings and it would automatically block uh notifications and stuff so that like you know if you have your phone next to you when you're going to bed at night it wouldn't be bothering you and so this just gives you the option to customize that and create multiple mm -hmm. versions of it um and so I've not used focus at all in terms of new types of focus, but I have mine set up so that because I, I use my phone as a um, as my alarm clock and it sits right next to me in bed. And so after a certain point at night, uh, it no longer dings audibly. It'll vibe, which is not enough to bother me usually in the middle of the night. Um, with yeah. the one exception that if, if somebody calls me, if there's that thing, if you call me and then you call me again from the same number, uh, within like two minutes, the second time through it will ring. So that way, if there's an emergency, I told both right. my kids, it's like, hey, if you call me at night, uh, you know, and I don't pick up, call back immediately because then it'll then it'll come through. Um, you know, yep. so so there is that that workaround. Although I almost wish that it, I could say, you know, and maybe Focus will let you do this. I can customize it more granularly say i don't want to be bothered by anything unless it's one of these you know three phone numbers you know right. or four phone numbers or say phone numbers that are in my favorites list i don't mind being bothered because my favorites list is basically family and if my family's calling me you know at 10 or 11 o'clock at night that's generally something that's an emergency and i want to pick up either that or somebody accidentally hit a button which that happens too <laughs> well I, I was going to say with family on both coasts we we oftentimes uh forget what time it is somewhere else <laughs> yeah 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 it's like eight o'clock your time you don't realize it's five in the morning my time and it's like why are you waking me up at five in the morning uh yeah. you know or the other conversely at this end of the coast right we call you at 10 o'clock and it's 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 1 a.m your time and you're like what why are you calling me uh and 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 a lot of times too it's the accidental bump i did that to you this week where i was uh talking to my brother and as i hung up the phone my my finger brushed your contact in the favorites list and it rang you and i hung up immediately but then a couple minutes later you called me back and said you called and i'm like no yeah did he well, let, did elaine tell you about my accidental bump to call her oh yeah she did yeah yeah, uh, yeah so anyway. it happens it happens but hey we're family we yep. can tolerate it <laughs> so yeah, you know, and you know what? Sometimes an accidental bump can be a happy accident, and you're just like, "Oh, hey, yeah, sure. so how are you doing?" You know, yeah. and, and just chat for a few minutes, if uh, right. if you're able to. You know, I mean, if you're uh, busy at work and can't, then you can't. But uh, uh, well, so in, in, in my case, I was getting in the car and immediately driving to get, you know, to get out of there, so I didn't didn't want to call, you know. So uh huh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes one, even the person who accidentally made the call didn't doesn't have time to talk. They were just trying to put their phone away or something. And you—that's exactly what I was doing. I, yeah. I thought I was going to drop the phone 
because I had my hands full with a bag of food, you know, I picked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I'm standing out in the street where traffic had come by, and I wanted to get in the car before anybody got near, you know. And, yeah. So I'm hurrying. And well, you that, think about it now. You know? that this, this is maybe a problem that they need to think about on their interface design because it's happened to each of us once this past week, you know. So, yeah. so yeah. it's like, well, maybe this is a thing that they should look at. Is these accidental dials? Because um, on you, on the like when I dialed you, I mean, I don't think it had even rung on my end. I realized that it was calling and hit stop, and and but obviously it it identified to you that I had called. So. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, moving I don't, on. I don't know how you solve some of those problems. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's interface people who can look at it and say, well, where is the touch area, and does that make sense for us? You know, it, it, you you know there. There are a lot of problems in the tech world that are not really easy, solvable. I think one one that we can talk about a little bit later, and that is is that what do you do about these social media issues that Congress is going to probably make some law just because they'll feel compelled to do so, and they yeah. may make it even worse. You know. Right. Well, and in fact, some of the social media companies are actually urging them to make laws so that they're not responsible for making decisions. They can say, well, the law says we have to do it this way. So, uh, of course, they want to write that right. law. They want to write that law. So, you know, they're, they're, they've got their lobbyists giving input. But uh, let's stick with Mac OS Monterey. So quick notes. Um, this is okay. something that they just put into iPad OS 15. Now, I don't know if you've run across this with iPad OS. I have, on multiple occasions while browsing a website, like my right hand at the bottom right corner has tapped it in just the right way or dragged from the corner, and suddenly I have a note pop up on my screen. It's created a new note with a link to that page. And I've done it accidentally multiple times. It's irritating. I don't know how it's going to work in uh, this, but essentially the idea is, is that you can quickly add something to your notes app without actually launching the app. Um, and so uh, there's going to be some sort of click or key command or something that's going to pop up and give you quick notes, um, huh. and you can what add images to, to it or whatever. What what activates it? That's what I'm. I don't know how they activate it on on macOS, so that's not clear to me. And I haven't been playing with the beta, so I don't know. On iPadOS, huh. you drag in from the bottom right bottom right screen towards the center, and it'll create a quick note. And but the problem is, is I very often when I'm holding my iPad, have my hand there and it doesn't take much. And boom, I've got a note popped up on my screen. I'm like, what is that stupid thing? Close, you know, uh, so I've had to close. Now, what I don't know is I need to go back at my notes app. Did it suddenly make a note? So I have a whole bunch of these notes that are just like Web page links that I didn't intend to create. I should look at that and see if that's what I did. Uh, if well, I just there. intentionally brought up the brought up the little page, and then I just said done. So I don't know if I've created a blank page or what. Yeah, no, I, I uh, it didn't. I'm looking at my iCloud uh, or my notes right now, and uh, and it didn't create a bunch of stupid notes. So apparently, if you close it and don't do anything, then it doesn't keep it. Yeah. Good. Uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I see. Quick Notes up here. It's at the top in the, in the Notes app. It says Quick Notes up under Folders. Uh-huh. That's the first thing, and mine has a zero under it, so I don't have any Quick Notes in here. Uh-huh. But that's where they go over in the index. Uh, anyway. Huh. I look I, at mine. I don't have Quick Notes 
and yet I've used them. Oh, you don't oh, see a, Oh, a you know what, though? I, I'm not looking at it on my iPad. I'm looking at it on my Mac, and my Mac doesn't support it yet, so that's probably why. Oh, okay. And my, my iPad's not here in front of me, so I'll have to do that another time. Or I can wait till later today and upgrade to OS Monterey, and then I'll be able to see it. Wah, wah, wah. So, and when we get it, we'll figure <laughs> out what the, how to do it from the Mac, because I'm sure it's like a you know, drag in from one side or click here or, you know, shift click or something like that to pop up quick notes. So we'll figure that one out. Yeah. I'll make sure I put it in a two minute tech podcast so people will know how to do it. Uh, well, I love the, I love the notes app, so I might like these quick notes. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I tend toward things where I can keep my information. And so, you know, yeah. quick notes or notes basically is very personal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually have been using Quick Notes and um, uh, and the Reminders app quite a bit. So. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, uh, it says Finder and Windows. So what does it have to do with Windows? Um, let's see. A process window is now in the form of a pie chart. And you can pause long file copies and resume them later. Okay, so this is an update to Finder, which, if for those of you who don't know, on Mac OS, the interface that we see that we work with all the time, the desktop that you see, that's Finder. Um, and the icon for Finder is the little, like, blue and gray smiley face that you can see both straight on and in profile. And if you double-click on that, you get a list of, like, files that's technically the finder, um, you know, and so from there. It's in in, in in uh, in Windows lingo, it is just files, right? Um, is that what they call it? A files window. I think they called it an Explorer window at one point in time, or a Explo- file explorer. They, you know, they yeah, had they had internet ex- they had Internet Explorer, but then they had just an Explorer window. File where Explorer. You could, yeah. yeah. Um, but so. it's, it's, you know, on the left-hand side, it has a bunch of areas or, 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 um, uh, topics like movies and pictures and things like that. And, and you can then, or applications. And so you can see a list of all your applications and you can scroll through and you can launch your apps from there. Um, you know, it's funny over the years, I find that I use that less and less. I tend to, um, uh, when I want to look for something or find something, I tend to do the uh, command search. space bar and use Spotlight Search for uh, yep. for things more and more. I'm doing that more and more on iOS as well. Um, you know, it's like I, I too many icons. It's hard to go strumming through and trying to find them. There's a few apps on my front page that I tap the app directly and use, but the rest of them, if it's not on the front page, odds are I search for it. I don't I don't even well, care where it's at. I, I look at the Finder and and, and Microsoft's uh, File Explorer, or whatever you want to call it, as mm-hmm. basically things for people who like organizing, because that's what it's all about. Is how where do you put your things relative to another so so that it's logical and makes sense to you, but it requires a lot of maintenance. Right. And they're down. There's its downfall, because after a while you get so many things you say, oh my God, this is getting to be a mess. Right. And so then you tend to go in and spend a lot of time trying to fix it. Well, know? I think there's so, a lot of people who think that that's something that is going to kind of disappear with our generation or with my generation, that the younger yeah. people, younger generation than me, you know, they're used to I- iPhones and iPads and, you know, and they use laptops kind of like they use iPhones and iPads. And who cares where the files yeah. are? 
doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you launch the app and then you open what you need from the app. Well, let's look at the benefit of it, however. Uh, If it's searching things, then you have to recall whatever keyword that you used for everything you've ever stored. So hopefully you've named something in that the title of whatever the store storage was the file name or something but that's not true good descriptors but well, that's not true because it's not in the file name the search will search the actual contents of the document even if it's a photograph go to photos go to photos and search I, for I, dog I, I, you know i mean so i, I so, know i know I, I know it does but here's the here's the issues with search search either gives you too little if you've typed one little character wrong in your search field or it gives you way too much did you ever search for something and find a thousand items now now what are you going to do to home in on it yeah so that gets to be a problem as well the search is getting better but also if you've grown up using search as your interface to your operating system um the uh the I'm sorry, I got distracted there. That's if that's your means of thinking about how you interface to your system, and that's what you've grown up using. You know how to do that intuitively. You know how mm-hmm. to how to how to narrow your search based on what you're looking for, and how to do that. And search continues to get better and better. You know, I think uh, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the Google guys sort of had it right in that respect. That search is search everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Search is definitely important, but it has its flaws, and you end up with a lot of things in a fairly large storage system that uh, will never be found. Yeah. But they just get lost, and that's because you didn't do an adequate job of naming them or something. And they may have a treasure. In fact, I I, uh, would like to talk about something in that regard. Just the other day, I was playing around. Uh, sometime in the past, well, let me first of all describe what it's all about. Uh, I worked with uh, MITS when they had the Altair 8800, which was the first personal computer or home computer. And there's still lots of data out on the web about that. Right. However, it, finding, it predated the web. <laughs> that's right. It predated it. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, Finding a lot of that early stuff, and by the way, I was in at the ground floor before it was even designed. I was a part of the team because I happened to have a friend who was uh, in the Air Force with the president of, of uh, the company called MITS, M-I-T-S. Mm-hmm. And, and Roberts. Uh, and so I participated in the design. Now, I did, I did find one place where actually I felt credited for some input, and that was that somebody, uh, uh, and the guy named Forrest Sims, knew Jim Bybee, whose name is spelled B-Y-B-E-E. However, he wrote an article with B-Y-B-E in it that had had a discussion with Ed Roberts about the design. That's what the article says. Uh-huh. Well, Jim Bybee was, wasn't the the creative guy that had much to say about design, but because he knew Ed and he was my contact person, I had had a, a, a good day long discussion with Jim about what a personal computer, if I were inventing it, what it would look like and, and right. why. So, so before I ever met Ed Roberts, uh, he had a lot of my ideas via my friend Jim 
Right. <laughs> so anyway, my name is not on anything at MITS. There, there was a, a programmer's manual, programming system manual, that I had worked, and I was wondering, while just to, uh, yesterday I spent a lot of time on this, why I couldn't find that manual anymore online. And it turns out that it disappeared because they came out with system program or programming system number two in 1976, which was after I had left New Mexico and uh-huh. went to California. Weren't involved and, anymore. And I wasn't working with, wasn't involved. Well, what they had done is they had incorporated the stuff that I had built with uh, a debugger and a simulator and uh, I forgot what else in, into a, an upgraded programming system. Right. And so uh, I found the beginnings it, of an integrated development environment. I, I have the full manual now. I, I wish I had saved the, my own, my original one online right. or taken it offline. So I had a, and maybe I have it stored somewhere, but I haven't looked for it really. Uh, but anyway, this new system. Yeah, the entire thing exists slick. on a roll of paper tape somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have that roll of paper tape somewhere in my own system, but I right. have no facility to, to read paper tape or any of that exactly. stuff Exactly. That's why I was joking about you know. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting because I kind of kept mm-hmm. a history page regarding my uh, participation in yeah. a lot of that activity. And well, I, then I, I also – Go ahead. I also – this was in notes – but somewhere else in notes, I had a file or a place where I called it Jack's Experiences. Okay? And I had some notes there about it. And and I had forgotten I had done the previous one, you know? <laughs> right. So I, I built this other one up, and then I was searching, and lo and behold, bingo, I got the right word, mm-hmm. and it found my earlier uh, thing. Right. Well, and that searching on notes, um, I think, is more indicative of – you know, again, your framework and how you approach it, and and obviously the internet searches is, is different than searching on a system. But I, I just yeah. what I, my, my point is is that I think the generation behind me is going to be much more adept at that, and that's how they view the world. They don't view oh, yeah. the world as folders and files uh, because their systems right. don't present folders and files to them directly. And in fact, they've gone back and retrofitted a uh, a you know finder like system onto iPad OS and to uh, iPhone uh, iOS, you know, so that you can go look at files. But initially right. that didn't even exist there, um, you know, and, and that was basically an homage to us old folks because there was a yep. lot of people who were going like, but I can't find my insert whatever here, you know, but if you had said, here's what I'm looking for and handed it to somebody who's, you know, 20, they probably would have gone, oh, here's how you do that, you know, bloop, 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 bloop. Right. You know, they would approach it differently. Um, Two solutions to the same problem. Um, You know, ironically, when you get into the files app or the finder app, they all have a search bar on them, too. So, you know, it's just you get your searches presented to you there as opposed to in a, you know, a a system search bar. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's neither of them is perfect. You know, there are times when there's going to be something you can't find by searching. um, And there's going to be times when when you know, looking through a bunch of files and folders isn't going to help you very much either. Um, you know, I think it's interesting is the new version, the new um, uh, uh, subscription that they created for Apple Music is only voice searches. 
And in fact, one yep. of the things that they announced uh, recently is a, a ton of new um, uh, playlists. Playlists that Playlist. they pre pre created, and I think that that was specifically a, in response to. In fact, they said 250 new mood and activity-based playlists, and I'm pretty sure those are all in response to the new voice ver, uh, voice subscription program that they've got, so that you can say, yeah. you know, hey, Apple, uh, hey, hey, Shlomo, play me something that, and then insert whatever mood you, descriptor you want, I, or, you I, know. I, 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 had, I had hoped that they had named those playlists in some sort of hierarchical way so that maybe you could use two words or three words to describe levels yeah. of breakout yeah. uh, well, the, so that there would be some organization, but I doubt if they did that. Yeah, well, the announcement came, and, and Mac Daily News said it would be nice if Apple provided a directory of all the new mood and activity-based playlists. So apparently yeah, Apple like, has like, yet to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, like the first word should be, is it pop, country, classical, whatever get yourself into a smaller subset of music right and then yeah. break it down whatever you want to from there so yeah anyway yeah. yeah so i mean i i'm just clicking on it like here and it says from our playlist team and there's uh you know there's today's hits new music daily a pop a list pop rap life classic rock essentials new in r&b something called yeah Super Bloom, which I have no idea what that is. Bedtime beats. See, that, see now the way I think of way I think of it, I'd want to say country Alan Jackson. You yeah. know? And that yeah. that gets it right to it. Now all I gotta do is name one of his songs, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I would say, I mean, I don't know if you've tried it, but try that. You, some of the things that they, that have already been there, the voice searches and the voice and the ability, like if you're listening to something to say add this to a uh to one of my playlists and give it the name of the playlist have, have been there for quite yeah. a while. Um, in yeah. fact, I, I remember when they announced this, there were several snarky people uh, uh, online who talked about, uh, you know, so, so what kind of an experience are we going to be giving people here? Because we're basically telling them to go to a really bad voice assistant to get, a, you know, uh, this, but you know, one of the things that Siri has been uh, like, uh, top of the top of the voice assistance qualities in has been in in interacting with the music from day one they've they've been really good at yep. that they're not particularly good at some of the like um you know home automation commands and those kind of things but frankly they've gotten much better at all of that i honestly the only thing that i find that siri doesn't do a particularly good job of is when i'm asking a question say, say like a typical google search that you expect to find an answer from wikipedia Apple doesn't do a very good job at that. They don't give me a um, yeah. list. They don't give me a list. Uh, or what they do is they give you a list of like here's here's where you can find that. As opposed to I, I just want you to read me the first paragraph in the Wikipedia entry for whatever I just asked about. That's really what I want. And that's what the you know if you have a Google Home speaker, that's what Google Home yeah. speaker does. And that's why they're better for that kind of question. Huh. You know. Yeah. If you want to know how tall a person is in a movie because they look really, really short or, you know, you want to know, um, you know, is so-and-so married to so-and-so or something like that, you know, while you're watching a movie. You can't ask Siri. She gives you ridiculous no-use answers, if, if an answer at all. But if you ask the Google device, Google will read you the first thing out of Wikipedia. Here's what I found on the web, and then it'll tell, tell you what you found on the web. 
Whereas very often yep. the fine folks at Apple will say, here's what I found on the web. Check your phone for, for links. And I'm like, I didn't want to pull my phone out. <laughs> if I, you know, I'd, I would have pulled my phone out and searched there if that's what I wanted to do. I asked you, just tell yep. me. And Google tells you. And that's, that's where they, the, the Apple's smart speaker has not done as good a job, I think. Um, but as far as like, you know, Yo Shlomo, turn on the hallway light or Yo Shlomo, um, you know, play Beatles music or play, you know, any artist, pick your name, you know, uh, they'll yeah. do it. I mean, they do that pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking at like they've got up next Parker McCollum, Today's Country, uh, you, a new album by Lady A, who changed their name from Lady Antebellum because they're idiots. Um, country Hit Station, Girl to Girl, t uh, Tim McGraw, Beyond the Influence Radio with Tim McGraw, Dylan Carmichael. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so, I mean, you, you can just say any of those things and it'll start playing them. You know? Yep. Yep. Play Miranda Lambert Essentials and voila, she'll start singing. Um, so, and, and don't don't hate me for my comment about Lady Antebellum or Lady A. I just thought it was stupid to be changing their names. You know, I mean, I understand Antebellum has a reference to post-Civil War and that that wasn't a pleasant time for a lot of people. I get that. Well, um, it, well but, they did but it the, themselves. They did it themselves. The group did it. I know, yeah. and that's why I, I referred to it as being a stupid move. Because to me, you know, I mean, if you look at the actual definition, the word just means post-war. That's what antebellum means. Now, granted, well, it has some it, it has some specific it, meaning. It, it, in their business in these days, they can't do it any other way. They, they have no choice. I disagree. I think there's a whole bunch of country music fans who are very uh, not, um, uh, we're going to change they're the language type they're, of people. They're, 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 they're not just country. They're crossover. They, oh, they're crossover, but I don't think that, that that would have changed their appeal very much at all. I think it was it was. You're I, showing I, your age, Todd. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, it was them pandering to people who want to change, you know, change our group thinking. Uh, it's it's well. it's the you know um, big brother of of of. I don't want to say li liberal thought, but there's a there's a group within the country and sometimes they're liberal and sometimes they're conservative who want to change the, you know, our language so that we can't express ourselves it's, the way we want yeah, to express it's ourselves. Part, it's, 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 it all comes under cancel culture, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the big headline these days. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk tech. So, um, yeah. uh, let's see, there was still a couple things to talk about with the, um, uh, Mac OS Monterey, uh, let's see, they can, uh, system preferences will let you erase all user data and user installed apps, just like an iOS device. This means you can essentially reset your Mac running Monterey without having to do a complete reinstall. So you can basically, if you're getting ready to give your device to somebody or sell it, then you have this reset mode where you can just basically wipe everything off of it. And it's like it was when it came to you new. Um, and right. you don't have to do a complete reinstall to do that, which is a handy option if you're, you know, selling your device. It's also an incredibly dangerous option if you accidentally do it. But I'm sure they'll ask you like multiple times, are you really sure? Are you sure you want to do this? It's going to raise everything. <laughs> is this what you want to do? Um, yeah. yeah. Please be careful <laughs> upon use, right? It uh, has a low power mode. I think this will um, mostly uh, uh, work with, well, it doesn't say specifically with the um, the new uh Apple-powered silicone Macs, but 
um, you know, it'll like uh, slow down the clock speed on your processor a little bit and uh, and turn the brightness down on your display to try to save your battery. So if you're low battery uh, and you need to, you know, baby it till you can get to where you can charge it, you can put it in low power mode or it'll go into low power mode probably automatically at a certain point. Sure. Uh, and then yeah. new Memoji. Yay, you can optimize and customize your Memoji because that's, you know, it's, it's funny. That, that seems like such a silly thing, and yet there's a lot of people who get really excited about new emojis oh, and, yeah. and Memoji updates yeah. and things like that. Um, they've updated uh, Maps to be uh, uh, up, uh, current with iOS 15, which got a fairly nice update last time. Um, Oh, this one is interesting. Live text, the ability to copy paste and look up text in photos. So if you now you're one of those people who when you go somewhere, you take a lot of photos of signage, like when we go to a national park or something, you don't yeah. want to stand there and read it, but you'll just take a picture of the of the sign and then you'll come back and read it later. Well, now you'll be able to cut, copy and paste that text if you want to. Well, right. From you the know sign. what? I love I, I, I love that. Absolutely. I will go and have spent a lot of time this last week. Uh, doing a uh, a save of lyrics to songs, you know, with chord patterns written up uh, as superscripts or just above right. the line. Right. And and save by saving those as pictures, then I can go in and I can just take them and scan that that text off of there and put it in on a page and format it the way I want it formatted. Right. Because too often these listings of of uh, things uh, they screw them up one way or another. And in fact, they don't—they don't make them custom to the artist that that I wanted the, the words the way the, that artist did the, did it. You know, that sometimes mm -hmm. the words will change because somebody changed it right in the recording session. You know, they did it live. Right. Yeah. And very so, often, the written lyrics aren't the same as the recorded lyrics because the recorded lyrics—you know—we're we're human beings. They don't always remember it right, or they don't always—you know—whatever. So, and, Anyway, when I they want don't to enunciate save the lyrics, if you if you happen to be in the I Rolling want, Stones, yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want the lyrics to get to the version I want, you know, editable, <laughs> and that yeah. that facilitates that. So I think it's wonderful. the The big downsides to all of this and having now text uh, available and searchable text in photos is the fact that now all of that information is more vulnerable to theft or whatever misuse that somebody can think of. And, uh, and consequently it will happen, right? It enables people to do things with, with text that maybe, uh, wasn't intentional because you, you, you used to be able to depend on a photo to not be anything other than just a picture. Yeah. And that's not no longer true. Yeah, well, and and you know it, whether people realize it or not, that stuff has been scanned for content, and they've had an AI looking at it for quite a while, so that you can search for pictures of books, pictures of you know Bob, pictures of a dog, you know, pictures of a cat. Right. That you know the search has worked through your photos for quite a while. It's just getting better, um, and doing this this uh, uh, well that that other letter is, recognition is, an AI is pretty thing. cool. Right, but this this is this sort of is the called, same thing. This, when you get when you get to text, they just call that scraping, screen scraping. Well, it's but it's same not screen. Deal. It's no, it's not because screen scraping is scraping actual text. This is going and taking a photograph, recognizing that it's words, 
then doing a, a uh, uh, AI look at the words to understand what it is and creating text that you can then scrape. So it's much more than just a screen scrape. You're, you're saying AI goes in and looks at that. I think they're just right because uh, it's not actual letters. It's not. Right. It's not a character. It's not an ASCII ASCII uh, code that they can pick up and copy and paste. They have to look at well, it, recognize that shape. that shape is an S, and then and yeah. use oh. AI. But they're using AI to recognize that that shape is an S or that shape is a T. Oh. Oh, you know. Oh, okay. And that's because it's yeah, a photograph. Because it's not a, it's not an actual text until they turn it. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Is they're basically turning it into text. But screen scraping is exactly the same. That's exactly what you do with screen scraping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But after it's been often. converted, after it's been converted to text, then essentially that's what it is. But it's the 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 recognition yeah. that what what is in this photo is text, and then what that text is is all done by the AI. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's picture-to-text conversion processing. Yeah. And there's... Yeah, it's actually a pretty, pretty cool feature. Through. Yeah. It's something that um, uh, maybe five, six years ago, I had a separate app that worked live like that. So you could take your, your camera, point it at something, and then it would um, automatically give you text. And it did translation. So I could point it at, like, Spanish language words, and it would then live translate what I was yeah. seeing in my camera to something else and it was yep. spotty it wasn't perfect but it was by good. the way the thing the thing that we should point out here this is what having excess processing power allows one to do back when you back when you just barely could get the, the main job done you didn't bother with this kind of thing because it just take forever you know but now with these with the processing power that's available to max piece of cake especially yeah. with the ai processor built into the into the uh yeah the machine. having the hardware there to be able to do this is it's it's stunning you're right i mean you, people don't yep. realize how much of the time even when you're right there working on your computer your cpu is sitting there just doing nothing waiting for you to give it something to do <laughs> and so being yeah. able to do this kind of stuff like go through and scan your photos and 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 you know, allow you to be able to search through it, and allow you to go grab the text off of it. it's pretty cool stuff. So, um, but, but it didn't 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 used to be that way. Like that Altair that I was talking about, the early mm -hmm. model eight bit words with oh yeah millisecond millisecond uh, cycle times, computer cycle times. That was you know now now you're down in nanoseconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it was dinosaur by today's terms, but but that's uh, right. Still pretty dang cool. No, I remember at one point you had serial number one sitting in the living room. I did, yep. In fact, yeah. the president of the company wanted, he, he says, I'll send you a newer, better machine because I, yeah. I need to retrieve that machine. So I had yeah. to pack it up and he, yeah. he wanted it for museum yeah. purposes. You know? Yeah, and that was the right thing to do. I mean, you know, A, you yep. should want the newer machine and B, yeah, he he. They, you know, he should have zero serial number one. I mean, he gave it to you because he needed you to do the work I you was were the, doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was the first first guy to develop software for that machine. Yeah, and so uh, he he manufactured it and sent it on down. Yeah, and, and as a result of that, uh, there were some flaky cards on it. They had all kinds of jumper wires and stuff just to get it to run. <laughs> it was not a good good looking piece of hardware. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, jumpers and wires going <laughs> across cards to things. And such, such are the joys of development, you know. And sure, big. sure. Well, and this was before he really had a business. This was, you know, him working out of his garage. So That's um, right, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like he had done that before, right? I mean, he had done a digital calculator and he had done a digital watch. Um, back in yeah, those days, yeah, but... you know, new electronic things were, were, were literally, yeah. you know, birthed in people's garages. Yeah, he had the prototypes and stuff that he worked with himself. But in those days, there wasn't any software development needed, you know, till you right. got to a computer. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was working his way up in complexity as he went, for sure. So yeah. uh, another thing that they've done in Mo Mac OS Monterey is redesign the Books app. And I don't really use the Books app very much at all. When I buy eBooks, I buy them th uh, through through uh, Amazon or read them on Kindle. Um, but every once in a while, uh, I still have a few books that I'd gotten from the Books app when it first came out and just kind of, you know, looked at it. Um, mm -hmm. it initially, I thought Apple's Books app introduced some kind of cool features, but Kindle has such duplicated a lot of that, so, or since duplicated a lot of that. Um, and the whole interactive book thing that Apple sort of, you know, they had a, uh, an app specifically dedicated to, you know, writing and creating interactive books. And it just never took off, which I thought was kind of a shame because I thought they had some cool ideas. But also well, the news it, feed. I do, I do look at the news feed a lot, so it'll be interesting to see what the updates are there. Uh, I find that uh, news feed annoying, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> uh, you don't uh, subscribe it's be to news. It's because, that's right. It's because yeah. it's intended to, to sell news, and it just ticks me off. And I say, I'll go somewhere else for news. I don't need you because I can yeah. get the same news free from everybody else yeah see and that's so bundled into their apple one package that i have so i don't have that problem everything i click on in the news feed i get um you know what i find is like uh, if you go to like news.google.com and get the news google, the google feed from news is that a lot of times you'll kick click on things and it will pop up and say well you have to have a subscription to look at our website because it's just a link to a bunch of websites which is yeah. great, but then you have then you have the same kind of issue. You click to, you know, if I click on a New York Times article, it says, "Well, you can't, uh, you can't do that." N news is never going to be, uh, well, I should never say never, I guess, but probably a long time before it ever becomes profitable for anybody, because the network has so many sources that uh, to try to sell news to somebody at this point. That's that's laughable. Yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, unless you are something like The New York Times, where you have a large group of people that uh, uh, are um, uh, creating their own documentation, you know, and are creating yeah. their, own, their own new they're, they're the writers and, and then you are the sole source. And, and that's a draw. You know, and that's a draw. And that's the key thing is if you've got it, you know, if you've got an exclusive with some writers that are creating content that people want and you're the only place they can go for it because they work for you, uh, you know, it's yeah. not put into a feed. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't other people covering the same kind of things. Um, but, you know, that's it's out there, you know. Yeah. But anyway, right right now, there's a lot of people trying to sell stuff like that to you on the internet and and at this point there's still so much it's so plentiful that that, that uh, to pay for news seems like a waste of money 
Yeah. To me. No, I, I you know, I, I would agree. I wouldn't go pay for the news separate, but since it's part of the bundle that I have, it just makes it easier for me. And I actually kind of like the Apple News feed for that. But if I weren't subscribing and I was running up against the, um, uh, you know, that, that click on this, and it's like, sorry, you have to be a subscriber to use it. And they're all tagged, by the way. You can see the ad, you know, right there, it'll tell you if, you know, you don't have to click on it, but um, but it is annoying, you know. So yeah, you know, different the, experience. The the uh, the, the, the other uh, thing that's really troubling about news these days is, is it's become so political, and I don't mean just party political. I mean issue political. So that there's just a whole bunch of stuff that I'd rather be left out of the news. So I'll go to sources that I know will filter it for me. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's kind of why I like the the Apple News and I I use Google News a lot. And when I do Google News, I very intentionally don't log into my Google account. Because if you log into your Google account, it's filtered. They they tend to filter it towards things you click on more regularly is the things you'll see. And it tends to silo your information and your thought. And I don't want that. Yep. Yeah. So which is part of the problem with social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, um, something else uh, on Monterey. Uh, Siri is going to be able to work offline, whereas right now, if you're not attached to the Internet, then Siri goes, sorry, you're not attached to the Internet. Well, iOS 15 and now Monterey are going to give you offline Siri, uh, um, but it... uh, Limited functions, though. Yeah, some limited functions using their neural engine. Now, there's the key: using their neural engine, meaning it has to be an M1 Mac, right? And 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 obviously the iPhones have the Apple chips in them, uh, because they're using the neural engine to understand what you're saying. And then, uh, yeah, limited functions. I suspect that a lot of the um, like uh, running your shortcuts or or uh, saying attached to the um, you know uh, like HomeKit commands and things like that. Those should work right. just fine, right? Um, obviously, yeah. if you tell Siri to um, to uh, play a song that's not on the device, it won't be able to do it because it doesn't have an internet connection. Or if you ask Siri to, uh, you know, look up some information for you, even though they're fairly weak at that, they won't be able to do it at all if there's no internet connection. So, so obviously, it's somewhat limited just because certain things are limited by the fact that you're not connected. So, right. So, well, if you have a pretty good storage mechanism and keep music and stuff like that in there or yeah. videos, then, you know, you can get those vocally if you want. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, like on my iPad, I usually have at least a couple um, uh, movies that are downloaded on the iPad. So if we go somewhere, I can take it with me and just watch a movie, you know. Um, yeah. And same thing with my music on my phone. Um, I have uh, a few playlists that I know I like that I've created that I downloaded onto the device. And so that way, you know, if for some reason I'm somewhere where I don't have connection, I can still listen to the music. By the way, Todd, I just wanted to know, I got a notifier that popped up at uh, one o'clock. I have, I have an appointment. You heard it. I heard it. It went bling in my ear. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh? Well, it pop up on your phone. We're on the phone. So, 
Okay. You know, I may have picked it up because your microphone and your and your headphones are both in your ear, right? So maybe it was just the proximity. Yeah. I could hear, I could hear it. I don't know. Oh. Okay. So. Since it comes directly into my ear, I I don't hear anything. Yeah. That, you know, outside of that. Well, we basically but went anyway, through. I was gonna... Monterey is the only thing we've talked about, and that's eaten up almost the entire show to, uh, to talk about. But I did want to talk about <laughs> two things. Two things. Uh, in addition, one of them is uh, there was a teardown. iFixit did a teardown. Oh, I heard another announcement pop up. Um, uh, a teardown of an Apple Watch Series Seven, and underneath, I said, I hear it. It, it says, "I ordered one due in December first week." You got you got a new watch? It's ordered. Which one did yeah. you order? Uh, well, I get the uh, the aluminum one. I don't pay for yeah. that expensive chrome thing. Well, and you know, I, my uh, experience is those are heavy. A, <laughs> I don't like the stainless steel ones. I prefer the lighter aluminum one. Yeah, the aluminum is lighter. But yeah. my view of this is it's the first time they've really tried to make it a larger screen, which to me is, is a major milestone. I look for those when I upgrade what? The, the iPhone, The, the, the uh, Watch 4 went to a larger screen, and it increased by, by multiple millimeters. This one's going up one millimeter, so it's the smallest increase of the two that they've had. Well, I've got a four right now. Right. And, uh, but the other more important thing is the, uh, fast charge. I mean, it's fast anyway, fast right. charge, but this, the watch seven also lasts a lot longer. So yeah. it'll last and, and it's on all the time. So I don't have to, that uh, to me was a big one. Yeah. I actually so, upgraded to the Apple watch five, which was the first one that had the, uh, always on display. And to me, that was a big issue, and I liked that. Although I've noticed when but, they came out with the Apple Watch 6, they said the always-on display is brighter. And then with the Apple Watch 7, they say it's brighter yet again. And to me, I don't want the always-on display to be too bright. I like it to be kind of subtle. <laughs> but by the way, that was an experience. First of all, I went to Apple, and I realized uh -huh. that there was uh, – I, I can't remember the details of the full story right now. But uh, they had the thing where you got a special deal if you if you financed it, where they give oh, yeah, you six yeah, percent yeah. back on your Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And but in addition, there is no no interest at all on buying. So when you buy from Apple, uh, just put it on your Apple charge thing. Oh, you have the, you, you have an Apple credit card. Uh, yes, ah, and okay. so uh, I get it interest free instead of paying cash for any device. So I won't buy, I don't buy Apple stuff. That's not on that credit card because why right. pay early, you know? Well, well, and uh, cash, how do you be, you can't really do cash online. So you're just saying using no, another comes, card or debit credit, card. That, no, that's credited to your, to your app, Apple pay card. I don't have the term, the lingo right. in my mind as to what it is, but there's a cash card that I have that it keeps accumulating on. I anyway, uh, now, Apple Pay but, as opposed to then, Apple Credit. But, yeah. Yeah, but then, but then I thought to myself, hmm, my Apple Watch has a connection directly to my telephone company, and because of that, I better right. go over to AT and T. I'm sorry, not not AT and T, Verizon, Verizon, to make my purchase. Well, instead of getting online and ordering it online, or in, instead of answering the guy's question, somehow I went to chat. And I forgot why that was. I was handed off three times to three different people and had to start over. The last guy that I had 
basically after telling me that I got a 200 discount, $200 discount off the initial price, which is only a 300 and some dollar watch and, and all these good deals. But well, when wait a got minute to the now, it's not a 300 and some dollar watch. It's a 500 and some dollar watch. If you're getting the one that well, attaches to yeah, Verizon, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, I ended up, I was so frustrated with him because, number one, it was going to cost me over $600, the bottom line. And, mm. and it, what he had lied to me, I set, told him, I says, Apple is interest-free. Is it with you? And he said, yes, not true, not yeah. true at all. So anyway, he finally hung up on me. He got, you know, so I said, okay, fine. I'm going to go back to Apple, and my new watch is not going to have a separate connection. I'll just do it through the web because I always have the phone with me anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know why pay another fifty bucks for the watch just to get that feature right. when I never use it? Right. So that's what that's what I did. Yeah, and it's more than so fifty it's, bucks. It's like a hundred and twenty bucks for that feature. So okay, yeah, it's well, pretty well, crazy. Well, anyway, when it comes in and I turn down my old watch, I'm going to get some money back 10 bucks a month that's not going to come out of Verizon. Right, because uh, you're not going to be paying so, them for that connectivity. That's right. Yeah. And, in fact, I tried to talk Sue into upgrading, too, so that I can get rid of the other Verizon connection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's that's what happened there. Anyway, I ended up paying uh, under $300 because uh, there was some other kickback from something. Mm -hmm. So I was just really pleased. Yeah, uh, with and the, the experience buying with Apple was click, click, click. You're done. Your 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 watch will be here in December. Right, right. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, Wow, I'm going to show Verizon something or two yeah. because I hate it when I think somebody's trying to cheat me. You know. Yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you what, too. The the cell cell phone carriers probably have the worst reputation in 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 any industry other than maybe used car salesmen for being just sleazy they 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 make their plans and 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 features and stuff so complex and then there's all kinds of extra add-ins and fees and stuff so that you end up paying you always end up paying more than what they told you um yep. you know they, they're corporate at the corporate level they're they're basically liars a lot of times and it's really frustrating for a lot of people to deal with uh, with cell carriers. And so if you don't need the feature, why pay for it? You know, I'm with you. Uh, yep. That said, I'm sitting here with a watch on my hand that has that feature and I pay 10 bucks a uh -huh. month to, I pay it to T-Mobile instead of Verizon, but I don't know that they're, you know, it's a different evil, but same evil. You know? <laughs> right. by, uh, by the way, I did notice that from Apple now you can go buy one phone or one watch rather, and you can set it up with about half dozen carriers. I mean, I thought they used to make separate phones, but now I, I think they're all. Oh work. yeah, no, they the they've all got yeah everybody. the radio inside the watch and in the phone has for the last uh, I think since the uh, iPhone 11 and the uh, watch series five I think have all been pretty much they're not tied to a specific carrier anymore. Now it's just you know you buy it and then and in fact even if you bought it with the carrier with the cellular connectivity from Apple. All you do once you've yeah. got it is just call up the your your carrier and they'll ask you to read some some numbers off your watch and then they'll add that watch in and take the old watch out. Um, so you don't have to buy it from the the carrier to get the right watch or the right you know it works pretty. I've right. done that I've done that twice now. 
um, you know, back from when I had my iWatch, Apple Watch 3, I think, is the first one I had that but, had the but I think, capability. But I think the, the watch that I bought from Apple won't allow me to upgrade that to carrier later. No, no, because it doesn't have the radio in it. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you have to buy the one that has the cellular radio in it if you want to do that. So, um, so yeah. anyway, congratulations on the new watch. We'll see when that, you can tell us all about it when it shows up. But there's one other thing I noticed in yeah. the notes that you sent me. You also said that you ordered yourself a set of uh, AirPod 3s. And you're going to have them I by. I did. And you're going to have them by when? 26th of October. And that's and right in time for twenty seventh. Exactly. So happy <laughs> early birthday, because I uh, we won't be on the air later this week when you actually are celebrating your birthday. But happy birthday to you! Um, Thank you. And a nice little birthday present will come the day before. Although I, I am curious, I got to ask the question. You currently have a set of AirPod Pros, so this is a yes. downgrade in some sense. It, what is it? It is, and it's an upgrade in other senses. The upgrade is that it lasts for six hours instead of four and a half. Right. Now, now, by the way, I as soon as I discovered that if you go in and turn off the uh, two features that allow the, the pass-through to hear people or the noise-canceling feature and the right. noise-canceling feature, right. you turn both of those off, and then it says it'll last for five hours. Right. Pro, but not six hours, okay? Right. So I said, I can get an extra hour off of these things. And uh, because I already have some sleeves that, that fit over the pro ear pods that I think were, are going to work for the, the, the non-pro, the, I mm -hmm. hope they do, uh, they'll stay in my ear a little bit better uh, because I don't, uh, it, the new ones I'm getting don't have the little uh, rubber tips tip yeah on it. yeah the airpod 3 doesn't holds... have the little custom fit tips which which what it does is it provides a seal in your ear canal so that when you're doing the noise canceling the noise canceling can work in order to right. do noise canceling you kind of need to be able to block out exterior sounds and so you have that little rubber tip that seals into your ear um, but a lot of people right. find that very uncomfortable for any length of time too so you know there's well, there's reasons that people uh, don't like that rubber tip you know, I'll, I'll let you know how that works. It it's mm -hmm. probably will fall out. I, I usually use these, by the way, while I have my head on a pillow. Mm -hmm. And I will lose one every once in a while that slipped out, you know, and I'll notice I'm not hearing out of that ear anymore. So then I got to carefully not move because then it'll yeah. shift somewhere yeah. it's more difficult to find it. <laughs> yeah, have it slide over the top of the pillow and down behind the bed or something, right? Right. So anyway, uh, I get more time out of it. I do not use those other features uh, because I don't travel on airplanes at all. And, uh, uh, well, I, I did have the transparency feature on because if I'm, if I'm using it in the living room where my wife is, I'd like to hear what she's saying. So right. uh, uh, I won't be using the new ones in that way because there's no transparency. It's just earphones, you know? Uh-huh. But, uh, but anyway, and they're this, about the same size. Uh, and uh, by the way, another thing that I learned last night, and that is uh, marvelous. The pros that I have, or any AirPod, uh, if you plug them in or in, back into their case, it said for five seconds you'll get another hour of use when the power dies five, down. Five seconds. That is I'm sorry, five right. minutes. Five, okay, five. That sounds five better. Minutes. I was going five seconds. I'm, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Right. That no, makes I'm more sorry. sense. Yeah, five minutes, though. Anyway, that's pretty quick it, for a full hour. It, 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 let me tell you, it, it actually went six minutes, and I didn't know, you know, when I plugged it in, you, you just see a number, and you don't know if it's been on that number how long, you know? Right. So you're estimating it. So I said, well, I'll let it go six to be sure I got five, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from, from where it started. But right. anyway, it lasted almost two hours, and, and it still wasn't out when I got up. Yeah. So it was amazing. It was amazing. And then that was, and when I did that, it was flat dead. It died. I mean, mm-hmm. I heard it go off, it shut itself off in my ear. And uh, so I just plugged it back in six seconds later, and I'm, minutes. excuse me, six minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I got in the habit. Anyway, yeah, like minutes, uh, was, minutes. That, that's, that's a, that's yeah. a that's a marvelous feature, and the other thing I haven't tried is that they said the case itself, if you use it, uh, will last 24 hours. You can you can use your headphones just by these little quick charges. Right. Yeah, and, and the case is pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah, and, and like I said, five yes. minutes, and you and you go another hour. Um, yeah. You know, and quite frankly, um, like. I mean, when I'm doing things in the yard, I have both earphones in. But a lot of the time, I have one earphone in because I want to keep an ear out where I can hear what's going on around me better. So I use one at a time anyway. And so I'll, I'll put the right one in while I'm doing something. And if it starts getting low, I pop it out and put the left one in. Um, yep. And so I can go pretty much continuously for 20-some hours because I'm alternating ears. Oh, sure. You know? Absolutely. One, one at a time is no problem at all. Right. Well, they never quit quite together the the one in my right ear always discharged first and the mm-hmm. other one would last probably about that five minute length longer so uh-huh. what while i've got the other one plugged back into the case right. uh, i can keep right on listening you know actually that's an interesting way to do it right maybe that's intentional so that you could then charge one up and then charge the other one up and get and, and then put them back in so you know you have 10 minutes of one ear and or five in one ear and five in the other right so 10 minutes of one ear listening and then you're back to stereo listening yeah. for the for the remainder of an hour um kind of interesting yeah. i just sent you a link by the way that i think is kind of interesting and and it was triggered by i happened to see this the other day and and you mentioned that you usually use these when you're like going to sleep uh did you know that bose makes a pair of what they call sleep buds and they're specifically designed to fit in your ear when you sleep and stay in your ear so they don't pop out and they don't have a little stem or anything sticking out so there's nothing to catch and, and uh, come to pull them out of your ear. Well, it's uh, 250 bucks, and I got mine for only 174 I think. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's more expensive. It's it's priced like the AirPods Pro. Um, part of that is is that it does have the um, the noise masking, the, the sound, you know, uh, yeah. built into it as well so noise filter to, yeah. yeah it's supposed to kind of keep some of the noise out so you can go to sleep um i wonder too if it could like uh in addition to whatever you want to listen to maybe uh have a built-in option to do just like white noise or something which some people kind of like when they're going to sleep or you know the sound of rushing water or something like that i don't know that much about them yeah. i just happened to see a thing the other day that uh had these you know, earbuds designed for going to sleep. And I thought, oh, that kind of makes sense because I have done what you've done, which is try to use my AirPods when I'm going to sleep. And it's a little uncomfortable to lay on them. And I, you know, uh, I tend to have my head turned to one side or the other when I normally sleep. And so when I sleep with those, um, I have to kind of keep my, you know, lay on my back with me, without my ear being against the pillow because otherwise it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, well, they, they, they advertise a Bose sleep app here. 
Yeah. On their yeah. Site. Yeah. So, like I said, I just saw this. I thought it was interesting. I mean, it's not interesting to me enough that I would spend, you know, $250 to have a separate set of headphones that I just use when I'm sleeping. But uh-huh. but if that was the primary <laughs> way I use them, I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, I wonder if those wouldn't work with somebody else's thing. How do they know? I, I guess they could get some feedback via the radio uh, as to whether whether or not their Bose app and, and, and they only work with Bose earplugs. <laughs> oh yeah, their app to the to the device. Yeah, there's yeah, a Bose app. It's a, I have. More, I have more than some fifty sounds. Yeah, I have their um, Quiet Comfort two or Quiet Comfort. I don't know. I've got one of their their headphones. They're they're over the ear headphones, and there's a Bose app that attaches to those, so you can customize the the uh, how they're working, and and uh, you know and filter your sound through them. So they they use they've been doing the the you know computer aided sound management for a while. Um, you know, obviously Apple controlling um, you know the nuts to bolts of things. They've been doing that uh, as well. But that's something that Bose has been doing for a long time is sort of the... Well, uh, we'll always remember that long time ago when we were up in Vegas yeah. and Bose had this test set up on uh, noise cancellation, and that was phenomenal. It was, and those remember were the that? most comfortable headphones I've ever had. And I remember we walked out and said, oh, yeah. where can we get these and how much do they cost? And the guy says, well, they're not available yet, but when they come out, they're going to be $1,000. And we went, thank you very much, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> didn't run right over and buy one did we no no <laughs> and and their yeah. their you know their their noise canceling headphones that they sell are nice but these had like i don't know it was sort of like a like a gel type of stuff that they on the headphones they were the most comfortable headphones i've ever put on my head but uh and they never, were mm-hmm. yeah never felt anything quite like them uh but yeah but i would but i would but i would never try to wear one of these cans as they call them over while I'm trying to sleep, because oh, otherwise you got to yeah. lay on your back all night. Literally, literally lay on your back all night. Yeah, yeah. And I've done that too. I've tried to, you know, like listen to something when I'm going to sleep with the head, with the full headphones on, over the ear headphones. Um, but that's, yeah, it's not something that you can do easily and or often unless you, unless you're one of those people who falls asleep on your back easily. Um, you know, more power to you if yeah, you are, even, but, but that's not me. <laughs> e- 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 even Bose has a Bose Pay. <laughs> Of course, of course. Everybody's, everybody's in the credit business. Everybody. Well, you know what? That they they all learned from the fine folks at uh, McDonald's, right? That uh, that you know, because what is it? McDonald's Corporation made all their money from leasing the property back to the people who franchise from them. So most yeah. of the money that McDonald's makes is lease income from franchisees. They buy the property, and uh, uh, yeah. and then lease it huh. back to the person who runs the McDonald's there. So. That way they have control over its design, so it looks right and everything. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. There's a movie called The Founder, um, and it talks about uh, Ray Kroc, because uh, he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't the actual founder of McDonald's, but he was the founder of the company, and, uh, and uh, how he and one of his guys uh, uh, early on um, got the idea of or, or decided, hey, our business isn't really hamburgers, our business is real estate and so what we should do is start you know researching finding the right place buy the property and then franchise the the running of the business on the property yeah and so by the way on 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 the i'm still on the bose site and here says uses for noise masking of the sounds is optimized 
to work all night with noise-blocking design of sleep buds to cover noises like snoring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe it is worth 250 bucks then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your partner snores. Now, I haven't noticed it, so I don't, you know. That's probably because you're the one that does the snoring, right? Yeah, and, and, and traffic and conversation. Yes, that's right. You know? So if you're trying to sleep, well, you know, yeah, cars zipping by or yeah, people are talking. I, I remember one time being in a in a room with three people who snored, and they all fell asleep before I did. And I may have snored too, but when you're the last one to fall asleep, you don't fall asleep. You listen to snoring right. for a long time. And I literally, anyway, the only noise canceling I had was my over-the-ear Bose headphones, and I had these yeah. little foam earplugs with me. So I put the foam earplugs in and then the Bose air, earphones over that. And I could still hear it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to sleep. Well, oh, anyway, man. if I have a problem, I still have one pair of the pros so I can go get my noise canceling turned on and man- manage. So one anyway, pair? I think you, it was you had more, deal. You, you had more than one pair before? No, I had one pair. And oh, okay. I'm not throwing them away. I didn't try right, them Right, right. Exactly, right. So you still have your pros that you can go back and use if you want to use the noise canceling. I'll be real interested to see what your thoughts are on the two of them and how they fit in your ears and what your, um, you know, uh, I mean, it makes sense. You yeah. know, like you said, the one thing you upgraded was you get a lot, lot better battery life. And if you're using them in the evenings, you don't want to, you know, just as you're falling asleep, sound shut off in an ear and you're like, now you're wide awake again. So yeah, feature wise, the only thing they didn't offer is the transparency and uh, noise canceling. So, uh, you know, it's the same, it's same chip. Everything in there is the same, by the way. And it also, unlike the original, just ear pods, uh, non pro, uh, it does allow the, uh, uh, and I, or I wouldn't have bought it, it the, uh, a surround sound feature. And I forgot their word for that they use mm-hmm. for that, but, uh, but uh, that's to, important to me because that's the way I listen to my music. That's why I get right. Apple Music. The um, These sleep buds, by the way, the Bose ones, I didn't realize this. The very first question under the, their frequently asked questions is, can I listen to my own music or audiobooks with sleep buds? And the answer is no. They will not stream your own music, audiobooks, or podcasts. Instead, they play specially curated rela- relaxation content. And it's like, no, thank you. They're not actually earbuds or earphones. They are just uh, a sleep management system designed by Bose, and you have to use their whatever's played by that app. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For two hundred fifty dollars. Good thing they put it first. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Put that first, because otherwise they'd get a lot of returns. Yeah, two hundred fifty dollars, and and you can't use them as earpods or earbuds of any kind to listen to your own stuff. So, yeah, so I'm not interested, not interested at all, not interested at all then. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. You bet. That's a loser. Yeah. I mean, that's a, if you're one of those people who likes, remember when I was asking, I wonder if they play like, you know, the sound of rushing water or white noise. Well, that's all they do is, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Surprise. Yes, they do. (laughs) Surprise. Yes, they do that. I got to say goodbye. It's getting too close to one o'clock. It is. You got to go to your thing. So uh, thanks for joining us today with Generation Tech. We encourage you to uh, give us a rating on your podcast app and uh, hopefully a high rating. If you don't, don't want to give us a high rating, then don't give us a rating at all. Just just ignore this. 
and also we've got other podcasts here from the Shack Outback Network. We've got uh, Two Minute Tech, which covers a lot of how-to stuff in two minutes or less. And then we've got uh, Two for Brew, which talks about uh, microbrewing, especially in the Inland Empire. We do reviews and we talk a little bit about each different kind of brew as well. So anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye, Dad. Bye.